Well, we've just had the American Super Bowl, which is apparently a game of something between two teams. But, of course, the real issue was the ads they played during the game, most specifically the car ads. For the 2016 Super Bowl, American broadcaster CBS set the rate at 30-second, for Forrest, 30-second advertisement at $5 million. Hyundai spent the most... Two 30-second in-game ads, one 60-second pre-kickoff ad and one 60-second pre-game ad. I don't know what the difference is between pre-kickoff and pre-game, but there you go. I'm not uh, into this sort of sport. I reckon that's a grand total for Hyundai, a loan of $30 million. And, of course, they had to pay to produce the ads. And this year they had four different ads. Now, they scored these ads according to the USA Today's influential Super Bowl ad meter. This was also the 50th anniversary of the Super Bowl. So to help me critique these advertisements for content, originality, creativity, and, if you like, overall impact, I'm joined by Brian Smith and Errol Smith. Team, how are we? G'day, David. Good. Excellent, David. Thank you. Now, let's start with the ad that got the highest score in the ad meter, and that means, I guess, the most popular, and that was the uh, the first, the big uh, Hyundai ad, which uh, features a comedian whose daughter goes out with a young guy. Uh, the comedian, as the father, gives the young guy the car to take his new car, but the reason is, of course, he can track where it's at. And so for the rest of the date we see in the background, the father sticking his head up and catching the attention of the young lad, Uh, making sure he does uh, not misbehave. An exciting ad. It's certainly gentleman slapstick, really, rather than necessarily mystical significance. Yes, it's it's clearly aimed at stalker parents, David. (laughs) David, the theme of these Super Bowl ads uh, become a force greater than the game itself, and there's so much focus on the ads. So they really end up almost parodying themselves. They, uh, they, the idea is to make very quirky, funny ads or with incredible production values. So I think the, the whole point is not so much to sell the car, but to sell the idea that Hyundai is cool enough to have an ad during the Super Bowl. And cool enough to be creative in putting it together rather than just mm. saying, get down to your local dealer and here's the drive-away price. And it's mm. not just one ad either. So there's, uh, mm. there's uh, four different ads. And uh, I think the most interesting thing about Hyundai in the US is that it's not Hyundai. It's pronounced no. Hyundai. Hyundai. That the, the Y is silent, essentially. <laughs> they, say, they say Hyundai. Hyundai is basically what they say. Ne- they, they say Nissan and what have you. When we get to one of their other ads, there's a nice line from Jeremy Clarkson. I'll talk about that. I think this ad is more allegorical. You know, you're talking about the... Uh, helicopter parents that's uh, you know stalking and so on it's symbolic of big data in the sense that you know we will have this data that will be able to plot wherever you're going the other thing i think it's a sort of a hidden spiritual meaning that uh, transcends the literal sense it's the fact of god is always watching you i think it's an ad for the republican party <laughs> It's funny. Who's the who is the ad aimed at? I mean, is the young man likely to now consider buying a Hyundai uh, because he, you know, it, it was able to track him? Oh, it's, it's or is it for parents? It's, well, it's, uh, it seems like it's something the the young man would not want. It seems it, might, it hmm. seems that it's aimed at parents as something to buy for their children, so that uh, they yes. can keep an eye on them. It seems to be yeah. that the general the general gist of it. But what what, the, what they've seemed to have done with with these ads is they focused on a single feature for each ad, 
So yes. the uh, so the, the that one focuses on this smartwatch tracking feature, and um, Ryanville focuses on an auto brake, you know, auto emergency mm. stop thing, and the Chase focuses on a voice activated remote start feature. So um, they're just sort of spending five million dollars US we'll, to advertise we'll get, one feature. We'll get to the Honda that uh, features in the Ute, the sort of sound system in. The back of the yeah, tray. Exactly. Yeah, that's a similar one. Yeah. In fact, let's just touch on the other Hyundai ad. Uh, well, a couple of them. Uh, we do do have this one you were saying uh, about the you can start the ad, uh, the the car by uh, talking into your smartphone. Uh, now, yeah, that's, or, or, it's your set, smart, or your smart watch, David. A smart, a smart, yes, smart yes. watch, of course. Now, set in Mystic Mountains, bears are chasing a couple. Uh, it's almost reference to Leonardo DiCaprio's The Revenant, really, isn't it? You know, sort of the bears chasing them, which, of course, is uh, Revenant is uh, really someone who's returned, perhaps most obviously from the dead. Gosh, David, uh, you're, you're digging a lot of <laughs> sort of religious iconography from these ads. Oh, well, well, yeah. Well, the only thing I was going to say, returning from the dead, it could have starred Mel Gibson, but there, there, there are other things. <laughs> Uh, the, but the, although the young couple in danger is perhaps more Rocky Horror, you, you might yes. have that. But anyway, it, the, these guys run to the car and he talks into his smartwatch, as Errol rightly points out, and the car starts up. The real story should have been some guy being eaten alive because when he talks into the car and says, start the car, the car comes back and says, I do not understand that <laughs> message. <laughs> yes. Yes. Or pl- please... Pick from the following menu. Yeah, yes. Part part the chair. I don't understand. Yeah. Your call is important to us. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Did, did you say open the trunk or the boot? But, what, sorry, David. What's your take on the Ryanville ad, which which features Ryan Reynolds, a you know, well, well, basically again, heart, heartthrob for women, and and the town is just full of him. He's the only man. But he's I everywhere. think they're political. I think they're political issues. The one with the bear, of course, is the contradiction. One says the bear, when it goes away, the bear talks and says, I just wanted to hug them. The other says, no, I actually wanted to eat them, because that's a political message, isn't it? The good guy stands up front and sort of says, love me, and then you have Donald Rumsfeld or somebody in the background. background is ready to eat. (laughs) Now, now the other ad, yes, this is where a young lady drives through an area, and everyone is, um, quite a lot of features obviously done with clever video technology is uh, actually Ryan Reynolds, who's a bit of a movie hunk, uh, who comes around. And uh, the the thing is that she gets distracted by seeing this good-looking American movie star, but the car doesn't get distracted. It's always looking, and if something comes out in front of it, it will stop automatically. So it's like for beer goggles, really, isn't it? (laughs) When you're looking through the window, everyone looks good. <laughs> so it's an encouraging distraction, though. David. Well, it sounds like it's encouraging drink and drink and drive. <laughs> <Fine>. Yes, <laughs> keep your eye on the things. Now, I, I actually think the thing is, uh, it's a message that cloning is good. Yes, perhaps. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, so, but, it's secretly it's an ad endorsing uh, uh, genetically modified organisms. You know, yes, it's yes. It, it's got a theme there. That, that uh, the whole new world is going to be surrounded. What was that thing someone said the other day? There are going to be two jobs in the future. I'm trying to remember the first one. I can't. But the second one was distraction. That that was, you know, that 
uh, people are going to, you know, main activity is providing distraction. Now, I said that Jeremy Clarkson had a great line. The star, Ryan Reynolds, was on Top Gear in the reasonably priced car trying to do a lap where he did say he was a horrible driver. And they did get into that issue of how Americans pronounce car names, Nissan, uh, uh, for example, and the guy was saying, yeah, something like Jaguar, whatever. How, <laughs> Jaguar. How, how, you know, how do you pronounce that? And Jeremy Clarkson said it's Jaguar, how it is spelt. <laughs> <laughs> now, the final Hyundai ad, which we must get into, is, of course, a young baby's born, and it has on its chest this little protrusion, which is a, a, sort of a graphic-looking thing, which is, in fact, a symbolic of a V8 engine. Uh, gentlemen, is this uh, something that uh, from aliens really is it? Uh, are we creating a new type of person? Perhaps uh, th- this this immediately made me think of Iron Man, where where he has the you know the arc reactor in his chest keeping him alive, oh, okay. mm. um, uh, from the Marvel comics and, and movies. Um, it, th- they call it better. Apparently, the the V eight is 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 better. That's the sim- what it symbolises and. Apparently, everyone that works at, at Hyundai, as they say, uh, has lots of better in them. And apparently, better is also a magic engine that has no head over the cylinders and therefore no <laughs> compression, ignition or fuel, um, but sort of magically runs forever. I like the idea that uh, all of those engineers with the, the V8 beating hearts are working on cars that don't offer V8s. And so they're kind of, the four-cylinder represents a broken heart. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yes, well, there's a broken engine, as Errol yes. points out. Mm. Yes. Uh, better is the engine that drives us is the tone. The other thing is, of course, the V8 is almost anachronistic in many ways. Is it like Rosemary's Baby? It's not the devil, it's a V8, you know, something. <laughs> so what, there's a V8 on one shoulder and a and a... Hybrid four cylinder on the other is that. I guess if you if you looked sort of nine or ten months before, you'd you'd see perhaps Peter Brock climbing out of the bedroom window. Well, <laughs> 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 they all look suspiciously alike. It's like Woody Allen's. Uh, was it a sleeper? Uh, he comes. He, he wakes up in the future and finds out that chocolate cake was really health food. So you, you have aliens who travel all the way billions of light years across the universe and they prove that the V8 is the way to go anyway. <laughs> the, the other thing, uh, yeah, well, it's, uh, of course, uh, it, it will come to things like rolling coal and, and Priuses and, and other things. Now, Audi R8, exotic sports car, been racing in Australia. We've got a story on that uh, elsewhere. But uh, now they have an ad that has uh, uh, what is uh, portrayed as an old astronaut, an old man looking at at a television screen of early films of of American space uh, technology. He's a retired astronaut. He's lost his zeal for life. He's in a vague world on his own. His son comes and saves him by taking him out and letting him drive an Audi R8. And so technology and modernness uh, revives the old man. 
Uh, the only thing that worries me, it, it seems to be saying America led the technology race, now Germany has taken it over. Mm. Mm. I, I think they've, the, Germany has a bit of catching up to do, though, because they are comparing this to a Saturn V. Um, now, the, the R8 has a t- maximum speed of 205 miles an hour, about 330 k's, uh, while the Saturn V was doing 6,164 miles per hour when the first stage uh, uh, separated. Uh, so they've got a bit of catching up to do, the uh, the Germans, I think. Well, as well, I, I, th- I think there's a lot of G-forces and vibration from the Saturn rocket that Audi might not want to be associated with the vibration and the, the kind of, uh, the, in the ad it cuts between, you know, the, the massive power of the rocket and, and this gentleman who's strangely wearing a spacesuit in the car in some scenes. <laughs> well, that's safety, isn't it? Uh, of course, you say the first stage, Harold. So if you take off from your lights, once you get going, does the back bumper bar fall off? <laughs> Well, the, the other thing is, of course, Audi is part of the Volkswagen conglomerate and they are trying to create diversions from the issue of pollution. Well, of course, when a big rocket takes off, pollution doesn't matter. It, it shows power. They have all this billowing smoke coming out of the bottom of it. Uh, perhaps that's something that Volkswagen is happy to rekindle an image of. Oh, okay, yeah. They could then just that, that, squirt that's the more, real, more realistic, yeah. <laughs> There's really smoke coming out the back. Like, Nick, we have a problem. NASA will tell you on the (laughs) test bed, the rocket produced no smoke at all. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess maybe it gets to the moon and back on one tank, so there's a lot of fuel economy. uh, It must be a diesel. (laughs) (laughs) Now, uh, a, a crewer, which, of course, is the... Uh, Honda's equivalent of Lexus. It's upmarket one. It has, uh, I love, I, I drove one of the first NSXs. It was just delightful. Looked very Ferrari-ish in many ways. Uh, it was just a glorious car. I remember taking it up the uh, tourist road out of uh, Sydney. It was just absolutely delightful. Now they've got a new one coming out, which of course will be hybrid, uh, and they have an ad for it. Now, this is not an ad that tells a, a different story with an arago- allegorical meaning. It's just more the simple high-tech comes out of raw materials and produces a wonderful car with flashy images and a hard rock soundtrack. Yes, is yes. it convincing? And, uh, no, David, because the, the ad is called What He Said, uh, and yet apparently he doesn't say anything. <laughs> The, the ad yes. consists of no words. There's a, basically a man in the background going, yeah, and grunting and screaming a lot. <laughs> it's very emotion, isn't it? All car ads these days are just emotion and feels. And yeah. so that's really what it is. It's just to you know, yes. draw you along with the building music and then the huge, as Errol says, the screaming um, to, I guess, give you a sense of excitement for the Acura. Uh, it's a satanic reference, as some people think, because the Van Halen classic is, of course, running with the devil, although I believe it's just about life on the road with the band. Apparently, the original song began with a collection of car horns, so it is a- a- appropriate. <laughs> Lovely. Now, now the song um, actually came in as the, by the uh, VH1 whoever they are, apparently Video Hits One, I think is the the derivative of that acronym, is uh, in 2009 it was named as the ninth greatest hard rock 
song of all time. Uh, apparently, Honda can't be doing too well. They can only afford number nine. You thought they might have at least got the best one. Yeah. Oh. yeah. They're not hmm. aiming very high, are they, Honda? Well, yeah. well, well, the thing is, number one was Guns N' Roses, Welcome to the Jungle. Well, you see, it's not an SUV, is it? So, no, no. Although we, we, should, we should get to their ridge line, which is... Which is. <laughs> of course, Welcome to the Jungle still wouldn't work because that ad's full of singing sheep <laughs> on a farm. Indeed it is. This is the Honda's uh, other uh, card in the Honda name, not the more upmarket. It has a ute... Uh, well, it has a... a the ad starts with a flock of sheep, and they're starting to sing. Talk about rock classics, Bohemian Rhapsody. I love the song. I'm not sure I want sheep singing it, but there you go. Uh, but the sheep stop singing when the truck arrives, the ute arrives, and, of course, the ute is playing the more original uh, song by a queen, uh, well, with queen singing it. And so it's uh, the point is, and this is, Errol, your point, the one feature they're emphasising is a sound in the tray. Mm. Is that something yes. you want to buy a ute for? Well, it's not for you to listen to, is it, it seems? It's, just, it's uh, not for you to irritate people as you drive past. Well, you've got to entertain the dog in the back. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's, it's aimed at your dog. But it, they call it truck bed, a truck bed audio system. Um, yeah, I don't know. Is this for camping or something? I mean, a, a lot of um, people have been, you know, getting trucks and putting, you know, speakers in the back for, for years. So this is just sort of doing it officially. Okay. Uh, how do you protect them from the weather and that? I, I, I assume they figured that one out, David. Weatherproof <laughs> speakers or something? There are. Yeah, there are weatherproof. Well, yeah. the other thing is, of course, it's in America, so maybe it's for carrying rednecks in the back with guns and giving <laughs> them a bit of music. <laughs> <laughs> the next thing they'll want is air conditioning. Yeah, I, I think if you buy this, you you are a bit of a sheep. And I, I think if you're in the in the tray, you uh, you're getting air conditioning by <laughs> definition. Uh, now, do you remember two years ago we did a feature on the Super Bowl ads and one of them was Bob Dylan advertising Chrysler and he did things like saying, uh, America, no, there's nothing more American than America. You can't duplicate legacy. Detroit created it first. Interesting reflection on history. Detroit made cars and cars made America. So it was all this very sort of patriotic sort of stuff. Uh, now they've come out, Chrysler's got a new one. It, it's not enough tongue-in-cheek, but it's a little bit uh, not quite as uh, hammy as that, but a whole pile of pictures of movie stars and uh, other things of where the Jeep has been represented in popular culture, Aretha Franklin, B.B. King, and so on, Jurassic Park, The Terminator. And uh, so the message is that uh, it, it's... What is it? It's not us, it's you. We don't, we don't make, make cheap, cheap, you do. Mm. Yes, yes, very deep. Yeah. Uh, uh, which, which one of the people turned Jeep into a soft rider, though, and, and, <laughs> and sort of weakened its heritage and trashed its <laughs> reputation? <laughs> well, one of them is Marilyn Monroe. She broke down a lot, yeah. so maybe that's symbolic. Yes. One of them might be whoever it was who designed the suspension. That uh, for the moose test for some of their larger soft riders. <laughs> maybe, it was, maybe it was Fiat when they bought them. Mm. Um, 
The other thing is it has subliminal messages almost to it. You know, it just sort of flashes these images of Marilyn Monroe and, and of course, war. I think it's got some... Yes, and, 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 and then, then, then there's a dog and there's, you know, the Terminator and all these sort of seemingly out-of-place things. Um, yeah. But... Uh, and an Eskimo-looking guy. I, I, yeah. I'm uh, not sure. What, but that perhaps you have to. Perhaps you're meant to dig deeper in order to understand what each picture represents. But it didn't. It all seemed a bit. Um, I don't know. Cliched to me. Yeah. <laughs> well, Thank as you. I say, it had subliminal things. Though in between these pictures, they just flash a picture of a jeep. Are you meant to sort of dream of it at night? I'm not sure. Icon cars in movies. I would have thought perhaps uh, you know in popular culture. But perhaps the Beetle might have been more appropriate. But that's another mm. thing altogether. Buick. Buick has never advertised in Super Bowl before. Most General Motors have pushed towards Chevrolet. They're more base model cars. Does that say people who go to the Super Bowl are bogans? I don't know. Oh. Uh, maybe we're being replaced by the middle class, although we'll never get to a Rolls Royce. Uh, this is a feature that actually has some reference to football. It's got a footballer in it. His girlfriend is uh, at a wedding. She's going to catch the bouquet. In fact, she does so by running backwards and leaping in the air and just mm. catching it on her fingertips. Good. A really good catch, David, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this is, yeah, this is all based on the uh, advertising the Buick Cascada, which, of course, is sold here with a Holden badge. Mm. Uh, we, we, of course, refer to it as the Astra Convertible, which is basically what it is. Um, <laughs> But uh, which, which, I, the, the line is, I can't believe that convertible's a Buick. Um, and then the, I saw another version of the ad where they just cut it, where it says, I can't believe that convertible's a... B- <laughs> a b- <laughs> uh, and, and then, it's, you know, just fill in your own word. Um. <laughs> yes, I, I, yeah. It, it, it was quite cleverish in a way and, you yeah, know, a little bit memorable and... and Probably re- referring to the football, which is not bad. But can can you make the ordinary into something else? Kia. Now, they have their Optima, which I think is quite good-looking and uh, not bad mid-sized car. Uh, their ad starts with a bland guy in beige suit, in a beige sort of uh, bedroom, asking his wife about where his beige socks are. She says they're in the walk-in wardrobe. He goes to get them, and he, he's met by Christopher Walken, the actor, um, who encourages him to wear coloured socks, which, of course, is symbolic of driving an Optima, I presume. Yes. Are you convinced, uh, gentlemen? Breaking out, yeah. really breaking out, but <laughs> in a very careful way. Well, well the, the tagline here was, the world's most exciting pair of socks, except it's a mid-sized sedan. <laughs> the, the way this starts is... is Christopher Walken sort of sitting there in the in the you know giant walk-in wardrobe, and he just starts talking to him. And the only thing I could think of is the scene in Pulp Fiction where he's talking about his watch. The watch. <laughs> I think that's the reference. So, so <sighs> I don't think you really want Kia, a Kia car associated with that story. Let's go that. Take, for, take for those... these socks and shove them. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> And then hand the car keys. Father, he gave me these car keys. (laughs) Well, well, it's it's a way of not losing your car keys, perhaps. (laughs) Well, he did go through. He did go through a lot to keep that watch. Um, Yeah. (laughs) And if you go to the beach, I suppose. 
You've always got your car keys secure. The thing about socks are, of course, they're covered by your shoes. So is it a, is it a hint at the technology under the bonnet? Oh, nice, David. Oh, mm. nice. The other yeah. thing is, uh, when they drive away, he starts doing a sock puppet, which suggests you have to be crazy to drive a Kia, I would have thought. Or, or maybe, yeah, maybe, they failed to wear them. maybe they're suggesting the Optima is something you give someone for Christmas. You know, <laughs> oh, okay. As you do yeah, with a pair stock. of socks. I guess they're, they're trying to... I guess they're, they're, they're playing, ultimately, they're playing on their sort of, you know, stereotype of a sort of boring kind of car. And they're saying it's a, it's a boring car, but it's got colour. Oh, yes. Is that when you get a Christmas present, you say, oh, that's nice. Thanks, Grandma. Thanks, yeah. Grandma. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't got one of those. <laughs> uh, did, can, it, it's calling a car a name. Now, we go to the Mini here, and we have Serena Williams, great athlete, to achieve wonderful things, but has been, and she, she says this in one of the extended ads to it, that she's a lot of things, which things like being too powerful, whatever that means, I think was one of her comments. But now, of course, she has this Mini, and she had people and different voices sort of saying, it's a chick car, it's a gay car, it's a small man's car, um, and the tagline is, I don't care what you call it, defy labels. Mm. Yes, it's whatever you call it, it's the, uh, yeah, defy labels is what they've termed the ad. Um, yeah. It's, it seems seems to be that they're playing on the cliche that people think of the Mini as a girl's car or whatever. But why so they're, introduce they're, they're trying, they're trying to extend, extend it beyond that, perhaps extend but, but the reach. It's crazy. You're actually drawing attention to a shortcoming of the car, saying that, you know, look, people are going to call you a, you know, call your name for owning this car. It's going to represent you as something that you don't want to be known as. It's just bizarre that they would go out there and say, Yes. So what? It's just yeah, re- you know, reinforcing the stereotype you think, yes. Brian. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it, it, the fact is, if you're a nerd, you're proud of the fact. Is that what is about that... those people who've been happily driving a mini without knowing about mm, this? Maybe. What? They've been calling it that. David, <laughs> n- nerds that are actually proud to be a nerd are called geeks. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, of course, it means that uh, it might be people might call it overpriced, overcomplicated, oversized, overweight. Underpowered, as these are some of the comments people have made about the ad. But of course, the print is a BMW executive will ignore you. Is ignoring the indicators. Yeah. His ad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, finally, the uh, Prius, uh, an ad where the Prius which has this image, again, we're talking about images, of being a very um, if geeky sort of car. Yeah, speaking for of those... geeks, yes, and, and plodding, a plodding slow kind of mm. car. Is, yeah, it's more efficient, but in this case, the scenario is that uh, bank robbers have their normal car stolen, so they get a Prius and they slide it and power slide it through and uh, there's a big chase on. It's covered in the media with all the media commentators being surprised that it's a Prius and then interviewing Prius owners saying, how do you feel? And they say, I feel proud. And, of course, then it goes on for so long, the Prius with the baddies in it comes up to a police block, uh, uh, roadblock and they sneak past them because they've fallen asleep, and, of course, the Prius is quiet. Yeah, it's is on this, battery power, yeah. 
Is this lovely, uh, David? It's it's, it's uh, associating with the brand with uh, violent armed robbery, which is mm, fantastic. Mm. Yeah, uh, it actually reminded me a little bit, uh, in some parts, David, of uh, our Dutton Rally adventures in a press. <laughs> where yeah, we did prove we you could, uh, yeah we could throw it sideways and I did the handbrake turn in a car park racing thing one time. Uh, foot brake turn. Well, it was so, a foot brake turn. It wasn't easy because yeah, putting it off possible. on was easy. Yeah. Getting it off. Get it off, yeah. yeah. I, I, well, I, when, this... when I saw this, David, I was just thinking of the O.J. Simpson thing. Oh, okay. Oh, a very like, slow chase. Yes, yes. <laughs> that was covered all over the media. I didn't, don't know if that's something they want to be associated with. but uh, uh, I don't know. But why can't we think about the trauma of the people who've been robbed? You know that uh, you know what's what's Prius doing about it? What's Toyota doing about those people who've had their money stolen? The tellers at the bank who've been traumatised and threatened. Look, I, I think this ad just raises more questions than it answers. Well, of course, the the anti Prius thing was rolling coal, wasn't it? Where uh, big guys, guys with big utes, would specifically adjust the exhaust so that it let all the black smoke out in one big puff, you know, and it was called a Prius repellent. So, <laughs> there we go. And, and so that, that is the uh, car ads. I won't touch on any of There were just a few others. Bud Light, uh, which, which has been a major one. They had Amy Schumer and Seth Grogan and a parody of a political party. Uh, you know, that perhaps they do reflect the time. By the way, I heard a lovely comment. Uh, do you know, of course, Ted Cruz used to be Grandpa Munster? <laughs> He looks like it. <laughs> <laughs> Helen Mirren did an ad that says, if you're drunk, uh, simply put, you're short-sighted, utterly useless, oxygen-wasting human form of pollution. You're selfish cowards. Uh, so stop it. So she's uh, rather good. And uh, the one I do like, the avocados from Mexico, they actually play on the uh, theme of the football where they had the first draft ever and there's a Super Bowl ad and they've got two ex-players uh, doing Jer- Jerry Rice and Doug Flutie uh, and, and the Brazilians select a sloth. I, I love that. Um, uh, and uh, then United States picks wheat and then Mexico, of course, picks avocados. And you've been listening to Brian Smith, Errol Smith and David Brown as part of the Overdrive program. If you want to hear more programs or segments, go to our website at drivenmedia.com.au and you can podcast any of these.